0: You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded whores. Hi, lovelies. Welcome back to 50 Plus a Tip. I'm your host, Danica. And I'm Riley. And this week, we are sitting down with Sierra Hempseed, or just Sierra in the club. She's an exotic dancer with an impressive number of exotic dance competitions on her resume, Edie. I, East, Hottest Body, Miss Nude World, Best Fire Show, Miss Nude Winnipeg, Most Entertaining, and Miss Nude Winnipeg, Best Costume, to name a few. She specializes in fire and theme shows and has traveled throughout Canada and the States showcasing her talents. This episode, we discuss her entry into dancing, how she got into competitions, the difference between competitions in the States versus Canada, advice for people wanting to become a feature and or compete in dance, and answer your listener questions. Thank you so much for joining us, Sierra. Okay, first I want to know hemp seed, <laughs> big stoner. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so I used to be in the cannabis industry many, many years ago. So that was like kind of my old Instagram and my old persona, and that got deleted at like seventeen thousand. Oh. So it was just kind of like I. Dropped my original last name and I worked really hard just for my name to be Sierra. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't put like Sierra Exotics or Sierra Strip, you know, anything right. like that because we're all going under the scrutiny of constantly being deleted. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of combined my two, Sierra and Hempseed. It's not, Hempseed's not like my dancer name, it's just kind of like my social media name. And I always <laughs> giggle when like the DJs are like, coming up on stage is Sierra Hempseed. I'm like,
2: <laughs> yeah, she. I don't know her. What was the original last name?
0: You don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. It's like your original Hotmail email. Yeah, I was like <laughs> no. Fair. Fair enough. I think it, my original Hotmail email was like fire, and then this is when like chick was dropping the K, which is like really chic. Yeah, it was like fire chick twenty four nine seven eight three two hot girl or something. My, my mom made mine for me and
2: my sister and my sister's was um hissy fit jess and mine was
0: sweetheart riley wow tell us you love more. <laughs> so savage i oh,
1: know yeah. yeah so the name it was it was sierra leone but it was spelled like l-e-o-n-n-e oh, that and was just cute, like though. and it just it just kind of like rang really well and it just i don't know i didn't end up like i didn't end up liking it after a year and everyone's like, no, don't change your last name. And I'm like, I'm just gonna drop my last name. Yeah. yeah. But independent is all like, you need a last name for yes. the computer. And I'm like, oh, Lee, I guess. So it shows up as Sierra Lee on my contracts everywhere. That's cute so cute too. So. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, but yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, how long have you been in sex work and which avenues have you worked in?
1: Um, so I've been in sex work since about two, late 2011. And originally, I had done full service, and um, then probably about in 2014, I moved on to like the cam girl kind of aspect, and, and the Snapchat, and that kind of thing. 2016, I got my boobs done, so <laughs> I was like, I'm ready to dance. Um, so I started dancing late 2016, early 2017, so it's just been a long, <laughs> yeah, long 12 years of, you know, exploring all the different sides of what sex work can be yeah so, yeah
0: so what has been your favorite avenue you've worked in so far
1: uh dancing has definitely been my favorite avenue because i feel like i am honoring my inner child by being able to not only dance because i always wanted to be a dancer when i was a kid um doing my creative shows that i do like my theme shows um and dancing to music that i love
0: when I was a kid as well. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely some throwbacks in there. Did
2: you
1: do (laughs) any type of dancing when you were younger? Like No. I really wanted to. It was one of those things that like my parents couldn't afford it. Yeah. And then when I got older and they could afford it, Dancing's a graduated thing. If you don't start when you're super young, yeah. and then you're like 14, 15 it's kind of hard to try and like jump into that. So it was just one of those things where I'm like, I always wanted to dance, and just kind of. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. <laughs> so true. Uh, how did you first get into the industry?
1: Uh, I got into the industry in late twenty sixteen. Um, I had done an amateur contest out here. Um, and then I did end up getting a contact back. So there's another agency and I contacted them and they sent me off to Fort St. John and at the time they had two clubs. Uh-huh. One was called the Condell Hotel oh. and the other one was called Cheers. They were, like, opposing clubs on opposite sides oh, of the town. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I got shipped off to the Condell Hotel, and I was told, if you could survive 10 days of Condell, you could survive anything, your stripper oh, career. welcome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty much, it was, like, stripper boot camp. So, yeah, and then I had worked with them for a few months, and then finally I ended up getting in with a stripper net, and then started traveling, and, Yeah.
2: Nice. So the, the Tau one, mm-hmm. is that now, like, which one is now, um, North Pole?
1: North Pole's a completely new club. Oh, Both wow. the clubs are in, are torn down.
2: okay. Wow. Yeah. All right. I just figured they maybe, like, rebranded.
1: Yeah. No, they both, um, they both shut down. And yeah. torn down. I was actually in, in town when the condo got shut down. Oh, I damn. Lying, yeah, I was like, I went and I took a photo. I'm like, hi, I miss you. And then the next day, I'm like standing on the patio smoking joint and I'm watching it get torn down. I'm like,
2: you're like, oh.
1: <laughs> well, I got to say my goodbye. <laughs> yeah,
2: really. <laughs> oh, damn.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, that's a shame. So, you also do competitions as a dancer. Yeah. How did you, like, how long have you been competing?
1: Officially, I've been competing for just a year. But I did my first competition back in twenty eighteen. Um, they used to do like Miss Nude. They used to do a lot more competitions out mm-hmm. in the West Coast, mm-hmm. and they used to, when we had the Caddy Shack, so we always did like Entertainer of the Year. I think we had Battle of the Champions, Miss Nude West Coast, Rookie of the Year, that kind of thing. Ryan just kind of threw me into Battle of the Champions one year, and I'm like, I have not won a thing. Like, why are you doing this to me? (laughs) I had no idea what I was doing, and I was like. So then he asked me to do Miss New West Coast, and I, like, prepared, and I was like, this is going to be the greatest show ever. I did it, and I shit the bed, and I look back now, and I'm like, ooh. (laughs) i was so like i was so gung-ho and i was like yeah i want to do this and i idolized like all the girls who did the competitions because i followed girls like justice Mm -hmm. and janine jericho and like heather heaven and you know they're all going to the states and they're all going and competing and i was like one day one day i want to do that so um after i got my boobs done redone in 2021 i uh Just made the point of being like, okay, this is the year I'm going to start, you know, doing the competitions. And I started really investing in my craft and I bought, I started buying uh, my feature costumes and started creating my theme shows. And then my first actual like competition that I put a lot of effort into was uh, Miss Nude Winnipeg. And then I came top 10 and I got a most entertaining show. So that was my first title that I ended up winning. And then since then, and that was the start of May of last year. And then since then, I have been almost doing a competition every couple months <laughs> since Jesus. Then.
2: And always a different theme?
1: Um, I try and do uh, the same theme twice. I'll always try and bring it to two different competitions, um, and then try and move on to a different theme. Um, sometimes crowds really love other themes. Like, th- some some crowds really love the character themes. Other crowds, like, the basic themes. Mm-hmm. Judging is all subjective. So when I first started, I had my Marge Simpson show. <laughs> and I I did, like, three or four competitions with that. And then by the end of the last one I did, I was just kind of so run down with that show Yeah. that I didn't... In a way that I was, I couldn't listen to the music anymore, and I felt like if I kept trying to put anything into it, I was just going to end up ruin the, ruining the show. So I had to put that one on the back burner, move on to the next one. So I've just kind of been doing that. Mm-hmm.
2: So you kind of said a little bit about how you first got in, uh, into competing, which was you were basically thrown in. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you remember about that first competition? Like, how did you prepare? What was your theme? Um, You said it maybe didn't go so well, but, like...
1: I'm, like, trying to think. I remember, and I can't remember, I had no themes. Mm -hmm. I had no themes. I think the first one I did, I was in some pink outfit. I had, like, pigtails and, like, little Mary Jane, like, platform demonia shoes. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) Like, a fishnet crop top, and I don't know, I did some dance or whatever. And then the second show I did, I did... uh, schoolgirl outfit and then for some weird reason I did like a I think it was like a red paint show but then mm-hmm. no one really explained red paint doesn't always look good on <laughs> on <Saturday>. Oh right <laughs> so I was like this is great and then I was just like oh no <laughs> this is not it's, great it's giving
2: Carrie." <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: so when I did Miss West Coast I knew in advance that I was doing it and that's when I created my first little feature show and that's when I did my first version of my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle show
2: nice yeah
1: so it wasn't quite the way I wanted it to go but at the time I thought I had I, I thought I knew what I was doing and I thought I had it in the bag and I didn't make it to finals and I was I was so sad and you know I had to take the time time to actually like figure out what competing was and that was the one thing that I was told was, you know, just do a bunch of other competitions and it doesn't come overnight.
2: Yeah. So you kind of mentioned like a couple, you mentioned Miss Nude, Mm -hmm. um, Battle of the Champions you said. Yeah. Are you able to kind of um, explain what the difference is between the competitions, if they differ or if it's just different names?
1: A lot of times they're just different names. Like when they were out here, like between out here and like the Winnipeg ones, I haven't competed in Alberta. Um, But it's usually out here from what I gathered from the ones that I did, Ryan just picked up his lineup of girls and then we competed. So I don't feel like other than the title, there was a difference between them. And then with Winnipeg, Kind of same thing. The agency picks out their 20 girls. That We do it on two separate nights. The difference between Miss Nude Winnipeg and Miss Nude Manitoba is they're at two separate clubs. Right. Yeah, so I feel like that's the only uh, difference between the two. Um, in the United States, there's the pageant series, so they do all the Miss Nude World, Miss Nude Exotic, uh, Miss Nude Universe. Um the E.D. publications host the Exotic Dancer Invitationals, which is the competition I just came back from. Um, so, some, like, that one's a specific invitational, so that one's a little bit more of the more prestigious one in the industry. I um, feel like there's some competitions that are on a higher level than others, which would be kind of like, in an essence, you would think Miss Nude World, Miss Nude Universe. I would consider the Exotic Dancer invitationals kind of the top of all of the competitions. I always say doing the Canadian competitions first is a really great grounding to figure out your basis to go to the States because competing is a different vibe than doing just a stage show, for sure.
0: Yeah, that was gonna be our next question actually. What was the kind of the difference between like a regular feature show and then when you're competing?
1: So when I do my competition shows, it's kind of like my just my regular feature show, but I amp it up fully. So I make sure that I have my stage all built out. Like right now, I wouldn't travel with half the stuff that I would do for my competitions mm-hmm. for a feature show because there's no need for backdrops and lighting and, and you know those types of stage props. So when I did my Marge Simpson show, I got all these Simpson inflatable characters. I painted all the different pictures. I built Springfield on the stage, and I had a bunch of uh, themed music that matched it, and it had a beginning, a middle, and an end. So I came out to the intro, and then it had kind of like the story in the middle, and then I exited with the outro of Mm -hmm. the uh simpsons songs um so in like my typical feature shows i would have probably like one element to it if i'm doing like a fire show or water or paint but when i do my competition show i will do paint fire water (laughs) i will do it all (laughs) yeah (laughs) you name it um I'll go out with a bang. I'll make sure that all the lighting is specifically set up to the specific timing of the music. You just put a lot more of a intricated thought into mm-hmm. it when you're doing a competition. Um, because it all makes a difference. You know, if, if you know when the lights go off and you can have the DJs and the stage people have that all set up. Yeah. At the same time. It goes off beautifully.
2: <laughs> so would you say that your competitions are much more choreographed?
1: Yes. Okay. I I try to choreograph them. I personally kind of black out on stage a little bit. With this last one that I did... Um, In Alabama, everyone kept telling me, they're like, oh, you need a choreograph." Like, the difference between, like, a regular show and a winning show (laughs) is choreography. So I actually made a point of of building the show and having dance moves. And I always have specific spots and songs regularly, Mm -hmm. but I made sure to do... Certain poses and certain things. Yeah. <laughs> Five, six,
2: seven. Yeah, exactly. And,
1: and because I did like my Ninja Turtles show, I had like my little size, so I was like, you know, doing. Mm. I was doing corny little, but but they love that. Yeah. You know, they love that. Um, however, you can choreograph a show and practice as many times as you want. Shit can always go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And I just learned that from experience, so...
0: When (laughs) you are doing the competitions, is there, like, the audience still?
1: Yeah, so there's the... They'll have the judges, um, and the judges will typically sit at, like, the front of the stage. There's usually, like, anywhere between, like, five and sometimes seven, depending on what competition, who's hosting it, where it is. Um, And then, yeah, there's the crowd, and a huge part of the competitions is the crowd interaction, too, Mm. and the crowd response, so...
2: Right, so you still interact with the crowd the same as you would like a regular show then to like get tips and stuff?
1: Yeah, I, so... No one's
2: probably waving around a $5 note to get your attention though. No,
1: so I feel in Canada when I'm doing my my competitions up here they really want you to focus on the judges Mm -hmm. and like perform for the judges. They're like, you're not performing for the customers you're performing for the judges. However, going to America they're like crowd interaction mm. crowd interaction so I've been personally adjusting to the different standard mm-hmm. um cause I feel like that's the one thing I lack on is like actually taking the time and doing the customer interaction cause I'm so used to trying to wow the judges mm-hmm. so I feel like that's the one thing that I did lack in my last competition show is taking that time in my show but I didn't choreograph it mm. into my show yeah. <laughs> kind of thing after watching a bunch of other girls' shows, I was like, ah, yeah, okay, yeah, I see what they mean now.
0: <laughs> um, when you are preparing for a competition, are there certain things you do? Like, are you, like, in the gym every day? Are you, like, on a diet? Are you, like, now you hear, are like, you, uh, do you not leave that pole. Yeah. <laughs> ah. <Yeah. sighs>
1: When I'm preparing for a competition, I will sit there and meticulously study the music like over and over and over again. And, I'll, and I, uh, I don't make my own music. I like find the music, but I make it in a, an app and I stream it all together mm. and I make sure everything goes seamlessly. But I'll sit there and obsessively listen to it over and over and over again. So I know that song inside out. A lot of times when I'm going to the United States, I have to ship everything because I can't travel oh, with any of that yeah. stuff over the border so I I go through my whole a lot of it for me is a lot of panicking mm. because it's it's I'm like oh my god I gotta get all my stuff together I have to ship it down is are all my props my costumes all of that gonna get there in time then it's am I gonna get over the border mm. <laughs> And so I try and just, in all honesty, be kind (laughs) to myself and and not uh, push myself any harder than what I already am. Um, I'll spend a lot of time in the gym. I'll do a lot more stretching than anything. Like, the job that we have is really physical. So I'm usually working up until a competition. So it's like, I'm like, okay, I just need a stretch because I'm sore Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I can't be sore on stage.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I need to be limber
2: (laughs) (laughs) um this next one I'm kind of gonna split into two you said that you never danced growing up but you always had a passion for dance when you finally started um like performing how did you learn how to dance did you go to classes like I think we get that question a lot from listeners Is like if you start from ground zero like where do you start
1: I started by taking classes at Tantra. Mm. Yeah, I took... They had, like, the intro to pole class or whatever, so I took that, and I loved it. And I was like, this is great. So I started with, like, their Pole 101, and once I had a little bit more of a grounding of what, you know, a little bit of pole was, I started doing their exotic class and their erotica class, and then I started... Getting my own groove, and mm-hmm. it's still one of those things where it's, it's always progressing. Like, I look at videos from this time last year, and I'm like, ooh, I feel a lot more fluid and stuff now, but it honestly doesn't come overnight. I watch girls who have a gymnastics background oh, or, or, a, <laughs> or dancing background, and like, for example, um, a girl that I know in the States, Hala Faye. Blows my goddamn mind. She can do front flips with fans in her hands, like not even touching the ground. And every time I watch her perform, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. oh my God, she blows my mind. And I'm just like, oh, if only I had a gymnastics background, because I can't even cartwheel I, I do a little tumble. <laughs> I do the
2: somersaults.
1: Oh. I do a little bit of a roll. <laughs> there you go.
2: I feel the same about people who are like naturally flexible. I'm like, you
1: bastards. <laughs> I'm I'm bendy. I, I have that luck on my side that I am pretty bendy, but other than that
2: <laughs> 1028. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess the second part to that question is if someone wanted to start doing competitions, what advice would you give them? Where should they start?
1: I would give them the same advice that I was given. So this will be kind of two parts. So when I started dancing, I had done a Miss Taboo pole competition and one of my favorite dancers, Justice, was a judge. And I caught her at the end of the day and I had asked her, I was like, oh, do you have any advice for like a starting dancer? And she's like, you know what? She's like, I can see it in you. She's like, you have that spark. She's like, but you have to figure out what route you want to go. If you just want to be a stage dancer, you know, who makes money and shakes her butt, go that route. If you want to be a feature, figure out what you're good at, hone into your craft and go in that direction. So having that conversation with her, I always had it in the mindset before I even had my first booking. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a feature. I want to do competitions this is what I want the best suggestion and that I was told when I did my first two competitions and didn't make it to finals is you're very new in the industry you don't have any feature shows don't really know what a competition is. <laughs> and, I was like, and I was like, I know what I'm doing. Wow. I did not know what I was doing. Um, I was told to focus on establishing myself in Canada. There's other competitions to do in Canada. So focus on doing those. I personally knew I wasn't ready at that time after those two competitions. I'm like, I'm not going to push myself to do it because I don't know what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Years went on. You know, I started competing in 2022. So I took those four years, COVID, all of that, to try and figure out what I was good at. My personal medium is fire. Um, but not all the places allow fire. So then I have to push myself to learn something else. Mm-hmm. So I always suggest, yeah, uh, work as much as you can in Canada. Establish yourself as much as you can watch as many feature and competition shows as you can and compete as in many competitions as you can in Canada before trying to go anywhere else as well cuz god damn it it's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy crap. <laughs>
2: if you could go back to like meeting yourself again like at the, around the same time that you like asked justice for mm-hmm. advice like what is some advice that you would give yourself now? Or things that maybe you wish that you knew?
1: I wish I... I wish I just knew at that time to... I was a hot mess back then. (laughs) That's another reason why I didn't do many competitions or push myself as hard as I could have. It's because I was a hot mess. I didn't know what I was doing. I just started dancing. Um, So if I could go back, I'd be like, Girl... (laughs) Get yourself together because <laughs> I probably would have had a lot more opportunities and been a lot further in where I want to be if if I just put my mind to it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I would just go back and be all like, girl, you got it in you. Practice more. Focus more. Stop hurting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I really resonate with, like, what you said before about um, – like looking back to even a year ago and feeling way more comfortable now. And we had I mean, I only started on stage a year ago, mm-hmm. basically. Um and looking back to like how I know that I danced back then, I was like, oh man, I'm like everything I warned myself against. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you
0: had so much energy. I had (laughs) had pizzazz. You really did. You really fucking did. I,
1: I was laughing because when I started dancing, I would put in so much gusto, and I would do so much, go so fast. And... And I always remember saying, I'm like, if I someone slap me if I ever become one of those dancers that just walks around and plays with her boobs and guess who I am? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: you're like, you know, <laughs> your fifth show into Thursday, you're like, mmm. yeah, I'm
0: like Call <laughs> <"Titties." laughs> me a shoe model. <laughs> I
2: literally...
0: yeah, uh, how the... the light dies. <laughs> That's truly like the, the biggest indicator of how new a dancer is is how slow they move on stage. Like, when Riley first started, I was like, if you think you're moving slow, move slower. Yeah. Like, that. Like, as slow as you can physically move without people thinking you're dead up there. Like
1: <laughs> do that. And, and I'm still, like, notorious for having, like, extremely high-paced, fast-energy shows. I can't do it on this stage. This stage kind of scares the crap out of me because I'm afraid I'm just going to...
0: Yeah. yeah. Go flying
1: into someone's lap. Um, but there's been times in the change room where I'm like half asleep, and, and I'm like, I can't do it, I don't want to do it, and I go on stage, and somehow I'm, like, doing backflips, and, like, the <laughs> DJ's like, what the <laughs> like, I thought you were tired, I'm like, like I I was. I am,
0: <laughs>
2: is, would you say that that's another difference between, um, the competitions and versus just, like, performing for, performing for money, just performing for money, <laughs> but, like, is it a lot more high pace or high-energy for competitions? Or do you get still dances that move really slowly?
1: I feel everyone has their own dance, you know. Uh, A lot of competition shows, yeah, they are meant to be a little bit more high-paced, but not all shows and not all themes Mm -hmm. are high-paced. So I guess it's all just depending on who the dancer is, what the theme is. Typically, my shows are a lot more high-paced, fast-energy shows, but that's just what I am used to. Um, The judges do love um, the more sensual side Mm -hmm. at times. Uh, That being said, judging is subjective.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, hey. (laughs) Definitely. And is it still your typical, like, 17, 18 minutes? (laughs) No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> how
1: and how responding. did... <laughs> and <laughs> <perfect timing. laughs> so typically, yeah, industry standard is 18 minutes. When you are doing a competition, I guess depending where you are, you are only allotted a specific amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I guess in Winnipeg, they give you, I think, 30 minutes. And that's for stage setup, stage takedown, and your show. Oh, wow. So, and I personally feel that's way too, way too long of a time. Because you, you got 10 girls each night to go through. Mm-hmm. In the United States, you get all of 15 minutes. Right. And you will get deducted points if you go over your 15 minutes. So, typically my shows down in the States are 9 minutes so that's literally, what, like a half show here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a blink of an eye. And, and so I've had to trim down four songs, put them into one song, and then I have to, like for my Ninja Turtle show, I had the LED poi and I had water, and I had paint, and I had to do pull and crowd interaction and judges yeah. in nine minutes. <laughs> that is insane. And then everything went wrong. Oh no! Yeah,
2: when you were saying that you do like fire and water and paint, I'm like, I'm like that's a thing, a song basically. Yeah. But then you also narrow that down and have to do that in nine minutes and set up your stage like yeah. insanity. Well, I
1: thankfully don't have to. So usually in competitions, they got they have what they call stage hands. Okay. So they. They do all your work for you. Okay. But you spend a lot the time. Yeah, you write them down, and they'll sit with you, and they'll be like, how do you want your stage? Where do you want your props? Because I'm usually traveling, because the competitions are either Winnipeg or down in the States, I don't really have much stage props. I'll have minimal, but I am the prop. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so it's usually minimal things uh, for me. Things that are easily shippable, easy to pick up. Some people go all out, and I'm like, "Damn, I need to learn how to drive." Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's that's crazy. I um, it's definitely easier to have high energy within nine minutes. When you get to like the eighteen minutes, you're like, oh, "What the <laughs> fuck?" Did <you> do that?
1: <laughs> well, that's what makes it, hands. <laughs> Literally, well, that's what makes it a little bit easier with like the the Winnipeg shows because I can do the exact same show. But instead of it being in nine and a half minutes we just kind of stretch it out so I'm not boom, boom, boom boom. You kind of have a little bit more fluidity.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a
1: little bit more time. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, when you're when you're doing these competitions, are there certain elements the judges are looking for? Like how do you just like make sure you have
1: that wow factor? So usually what the judges are looking for, I could actually pull out the judge, judge, judge's sheet and say what they are looking for are looking at uh, appearance, so that would be your hair, makeup, body, overall, costumes and your theme, does your costume match your theme, does your music match your theme, Mm -hmm. your stage presence, so like your overall, how you look on stage, how you perform, how you interact with the customers, just the overall, and then they have the overall performance, so, and then typically... The judges will base, I believe, in each category out of 10 on that. Um, And that's usually the same for all competitions. That's pretty much what they're usually Mm -hmm. looking for.
2: Do you pretty much always have to have, like, another element? So, like, fire or water or, I don't know if girls do, like, silk or hoop or anything like that?
1: Um, I mean, you, you don't have to, but it definitely helps. Um... I feel if you're not bringing a different element to a show, it's not as eye catching to the judges because you want you want you want to stand out. Um, I don't really do much aerial or silks or anything, Mm -hmm. so that's why I end up. That's why I started doing the fire. I'm working a lot harder on my aerials and stuff. I'm not comfortable (laughs) yet, but um, that's why I started doing the fire. And that's my little bit of a wow factor. And I have a bunch of different mediums of fire. I've brought out my flaming titty tassels. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've lit stages and poles and everything on fire. Um, I do fire breathing and fire eating. So that's kind of like, that's where I try and set myself out aside. But um, definitely it's better to have more things in your arsenal did not Mm -hmm. definitely
2: all right so you kind of talked about a couple of themes that you've done um the marge simpson and the ninja turtle Mm -hmm. what have been some other themes um that you've done or like favorite themes that you've seen other people do or what's yeah
1: um so my other theme that i've competed with and done well with is i have a pimp show a classic, yeah, cl- cl- well, that's the thing. I have so many uh, eccentric themed shows, but I have to also have some of the classics in yeah. there because theme shows don't always go over too well. Because yeah, judging is is subjective. So some judges will honestly really love a cartooned show kind of thing, and some judges will be like, why? Um, so I have my Marge Simpson, my Ninja Turtle current ones that I am working on are my Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. I have a Cruella DeVille one. Um, yeah, I'm trying to like. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry. laughs> but yeah, my pimp one, I have a mega showgirl one. Um, and I have a couple other ones in the works that I won't <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. name,
1: name out yet. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a brain burn. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, but some of my other favorite themes have been um, my friend Janine Jericho does, a, her and her friend Hala Faye, they do like the Fire and Ice duo and they do a Mario set together. Janine's Princess Peach oh and Hala Faye is um, Bowser. Oh my god, <laughs> And they're so cute on stage together. Um, Janine, a lot (laughs) Janine also does a bumblebee show, like from Transformers.
0: And it actually can
1: transform into like the car. And I'm just like, uh, justice does an amazing astronaut show and an amazing, uh, mermaid show. Uh, Rachel revolver who just won, uh, starlight division for EDI East just did a Carmen San Diego show. Oh, that was so fun. (laughs)
2: I've, I've seen the um, the uh, costumes yep. for a lot of them yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: you follow Amelia yeah, yeah she's
2: made a couple of my costumes
1: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah she makes a all my stuff yeah
2: oh she's incredible um okay yeah amazing I feel like I mean justice worked at Brandy's like back when I started as a VIP girl so she's and she actually lent me a, um, a like a army costume for mm-hmm. my first ever. Amateur competition out in the Elder Inn. But she has like massive tits. So <laughs> <laughs> the bra was a no go for me. But I, I still have it. I like messaged her on Instagram like a couple months back being like, I have this. Like, when can I get it back to you? And she's like, oh, haha. And then I never heard from her again. <laughs> Blocked. <Blah.
1: laughs> yeah, no, she's she's definitely the sweetest. I love her. Mm-hmm. To death. <laughs> I'm always like, anyone's like, anytime anyone's like, why, how'd you get here? Like, Justice and
0: Neon Nebula. <laughs> oh, yes, very yeah. Nebula is very, very good, too.
1: Yeah, she does the roller skating? No, that's, it. that's Ella Hot Wheels. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: You've probably seen her stuff. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. follow
0: both of them, so... Yeah. <laughs> I follow I follow everyone just talks everyone okay. online <laughs> I was saying I've um, actually made it on the pod before I think it's so funny when people call you by your social media name like I was walking out of the dance room a little while ago and this guy was walking in with a dancer and he's like generic hot girl <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like I love that you yelled at me and it could just be like a bit ba- almost insult like a like, six page <laughs> I'm like yeah I am a generic hot girl <laughs> like <laughs> and then you know they're just like creeping your shit for free but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you let them in, your thing's private. Yeah, I know. I've what? I locked <laughs> that down. <laughs> Security needs to be up to. Yeah, exactly. Who let you in here? <laughs> All right, so a little bit about
2: dancing um, and featuring in the States. So you kind of talked a little bit about the differences between. Um, Canada and state competitions in terms of how you interact with the crowd mm-hmm. are there any other sort of like major differences between the competitions that happen there um are they bigger I, I just yeah
1: I just feel like they're they're, they're a bigger tit- it's the United States so they have mm-hmm. more of a reach um, I just feel like they're bigger titles slightly bigger productions um, and there's a lot more features down in the states than there are in Canada Unfortunately, featuring is a dying industry in Canada. Mm-hmm. Specifically, uh, there's not many bars that actually book feature. Mm-hmm. A lot of clubs want feature performances for very little money in Canada. Um, it's different because in, in Canada, we get paid for our stage shows and we'll do a lot Featuring in the States, they'll just get... They will they get paid a lot more for their shows, but they only do Friday and Saturdays right. at a club. And then they move on to the next one. But they're way more advertised. They have posters and the marquees and all of that. Uh, the featuring down there is a lot bigger... A big deal than it is up here. I think there's only others aside from Brandys being the feature club. Uh, Thunder Bay, Ontario, mm-hmm. feature spot. Ottawa has like an official like feature spot, but other than that, not many clubs have an actual feature spot. So it's the one unfortunate thing because it's like. We want to do our big shows, but we want to be accommodated and appreciated and paid well for our big shows as well. Because yeah. they're expensive, and they take mm-hmm. time, and we have to travel, and, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Yeah, and isn't, like, I don't know how, and I know you said you didn't, like, compete in Alberta, but, like, they're all expected to have, like, quote-unquote feature shows right and like can you can you break down for like our listeners that who might not be familiar with like what a feature show or a feature dancer is
1: so a feature dancer so I was joking about this on my twitter the other day feature dancer there's two types of feature dancers (laughs) and there's the crazy ones who do the amazing gymnastics and can do all the crazy shticks and tricks and everything and have the skills and then especially in the, in the States, they have your hot girl, porn star, you know, features. I kind of fall in between. I have I have some skills and I have the hot girl, but I'm not crazy and I can't do front flips and, and stuff like that. So a lot of times what differentiates uh, just, you know, a performer from a feature, I, I personally believe, and this is all my own opinion, is the, the time, effort, and energy the person has taken to put into their craft so you don't always need to have like the biggest or fanciest costumes but if you put on a good production and you put on an amazing show with really good crowd presence that makes up for other things you don't have Mm -hmm. for example if you're not like for me i'm not strong on aerials i do some pole tricks but i'm not super strong on pole i do poi, I'm not super crazy at poi, fires my medium, but I make up for it in stage presence. Like, my stage presence, and even though I lack on some crowd interaction, that's where I make up for it. Mm-hmm. So that's just personally what I believe a future is, is someone who's taken the time um, to work on their craft, their shows, their skills, um, and put an actual production together. Because anyone can go on stage and you know put on a costume and dance to music that's not relevant, to the, you know. But when you see an actual like feature show, like you've you've been at Brandys mm-hmm. when when they when the girls do their big shows, the costume matches the music matches. You know if they're doing they do big fire shows like when I for, when I first went to a strip club, Brandys was the first club I ever went to. So going there and seeing fire and paint and arrow hoop. And then going to like the five or the penthouse, I'm like, where's the fun stuff? Like, where's Mm -hmm. the cool? Like, and I didn't know at the time the difference between the two. Now I know both are extremely valid. I work at all the clubs and I love being able to just shake my butt. (laughs) (laughs) Shake my butt, be hot, play with my boobs. Because honestly, featuring is is a lot of work. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting. Uh it costs a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, truly. So it's 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 nice when I can come here and like, you know, wear not a huge eight piece costume and yeah. not have to have super specific music and not have to really think about it and just I can just shake my butt and be hot and be like, ah, look at me
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised you've never worked in Alberta.
1: No, like, I've I've worked in Alberta. I just Hasn't been in competitions. Yeah, I haven't done the competitions mm. out there, and I... I just don't really like the Looney Games. Really? <laughs> like, you can make... Yeah, you can make really good money on them, and I, like, I get that. But, it's like, I've had way too many bad experiences of... You know what I mean. I'll do it once in a while, like, if I, if I go to Fort St. John there. But I feel like Alberta for me was a lot of work the last club that I was at a lot of travel very little stage pay and then to Mm. have my stage shows cut because they weren't guaranteed so I was sitting there and I'm like I came all the way from Vancouver and I'm in buttfuck Alberta and you're cancelling all my shows and the stage rate isn't even that high I'm like and there's no one in the club yeah (laughs) yeah. so yeah
0: Alberta's definitely a different beast that's where I started out in Fort Mac yeah. back when it was good and yeah. like yeah when I, I can like tell which girls started in Vancouver in like a very cushy club and like and then the girls I had to like work it in Alberta and like mm-hmm. the harder clubs and you can just like mm-hmm. instantly tell the difference
1: yeah well Fort St. John being the first town that I danced and, and the Condell Hotel being like Probably the grimiest club <laughs> I've ever. Like anything that could have gone wrong or horrible in a strip club definitely went on, and then some at that club. So I remember my first experience. I rolled in, they're like, get on stage, and them all just hucking loonies at me. I'm like, mm-hmm. What the fuck are you yeah. doing? Like, what is this? So I, I learned about the loony games super quick, and I worked. Grand Prairie, I've worked Edson, I've worked Lethbridge. Cranbrook has the Alberta model cuz they're kind of on the border mm-hmm. like Fort St. John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um But yeah, it's just not really with with the unguaranteed shows and the yeah. having to travel and also I don't drive. So a lot of those small towns it's possible oh, yeah. to get to like you have to fly into Calgary or Edmonton and then sometimes there's not a bus and you're just kind of like
0: Yeah. Mhm yeah no, uh, not too much Uber out there.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> no no,
0: no, unfortunately not.
2: Um, so when you're performing uh, in like Las Vegas and in the states and stuff, mm-hmm. is do you get like a visa to do it?
1: So I haven't featured in the United States yet because yes, you need a fee- you need a visa to do it, and the visa that you need to get is extremely difficult to get. So there's only three Canadian performers that have actually achieved getting their American work visa to actually feature. Mm -hmm. Justice being one of them, Janine Jericho, Dynamite. Wow, hey. So, but they worked so hard and they were internationally renowned before even getting their visas. They worked so hard and at some points it was extremely touch and go. Because it is so difficult to get. Because a lot of times clubs, owners, agencies... Don't want to put themselves on the hook. Right. Because a lot of times with a work visa... Like, say I was in engineering. And you were going to hire me. You write me out a contract being like... Oh, she's going to work for me for three years. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You're my sponsor. I get accepted. With the visa you need for performing... You need the sponsor. You need the contracts. You need to also prove that you're an extraordinary person of your abilities and you can do your job better than Americans. Right. Mm -hmm. They also have limited the concept of what, of like, they used to give it to exotic dancers, but they've kind of narrowed it down. So I believe you have to go the route of, performance in the arts right uh kind of aspect and it's 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 difficult so that's why I've been doing as many competitions (laughs) as I can do and honestly whatever I can do because the more titles the more competitions in my portfolio the more recommendations the better it is for when I do apply for my visa um I've had talks with certain uh, people down in the United States about the process for a visa and the potentials of contracts down there but even if you know let's say tomorrow we get I sign a contract you know I have all the clubs booking me the agencies want me the US can still deny me if they don't like what I provide to them so then you've invested all this money which I was told I need to put aside like $10,000, $12,000 Ten, twelve grand Oof. U.S. Yeah, for for the whole process. And so it's like I could put all that money together and still not get approved. So it's just, it's gonna take a long time. And I watched how long it took girls like Justice and and Janine to get their their visas. So. It's, it's worth the wait, it's, and it's, it's scary when there's no guarantee, and it kind of feels like you're working towards something that may not happen, but I'm, <laughs> I'm stubborn, so when I put my mind to something, I kind of yeah. try and keep going through it. Worst case, I go retire in Mexico, but... <laughs> <It's> <laughs> worse that's the backup Yeah, not a bad
0: backup plan. <laughs> um, do you have any advice for other dancers that want to travel... Um, as features?
1: Uh, traveling in Canada? or because, f- Clubs and agencies won't hire in the United States unless you're A, American, or B, with a visa, which is literally impossible. You can go to the United States and do house girl dancing. You would always have to check in with the clubs, though, what they require, because some require... St- license, ID, whatever other clubs don't care um, when it comes to Canada, like I said there's not many clubs that do actually do features mm-hmm. however like I said establish yourself in Canada and like work really hard because it honestly did not come overnight for me, I only started featuring in October of 2021 I believe and that was like my official like feature booking where like my name was on the marquee and I had the feature slot um but I wouldn't have gotten that if I didn't spend all the time in Winnipeg and Mm -hmm. work really hard in Winnipeg and go to the clubs up north like for example Thunder Bay and put in so much time and pretty much almost like prove myself kind of thing to like the bar owners, the agency, you know, that kind of thing. So I would just suggest like, don't be hard on yourself, like have compassion, shit don't come overnight, like I wasn't fluid on stage for years, um, you know. When I started doing my little image pixel poi, I was like, oh my god, I suck, I'm never gonna get this, this is gonna be terrible. But I had to stop myself and be like, you know what? Like, you weren't good at dancing when you first started. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And look at where you are now. Mm -hmm. So just keep practicing. Just keep practicing. Keep putting yourself out there because you're not going to (laughs) get anywhere unless you put yourself out there. And advocate for yourself. And just keep doing you.
2: (laughs) Where have been some of your favorite places to perform?
1: Hmm. For feature, for, like, my feature bookings or, like, my feature performances, I really loved uh, the Deja Vu Club down in Tampa Bay, Florida. Mm-hmm. They had this beautiful marble stage, so I was allowed to light the poles on fire, the stage on fire, pretty much everything on fire. <laughs> pretty much everything on fire. You burned the place
2: down and it was incredible. <laughs> Literally. Um
1: so I love clubs that will allow me to do that. So I really enjoyed that club for, the, for that aspect. Um, I'm really excited to go work in Ottawa because the Newton looks gorgeous. I've been dying to work at that club forever, and they only just accepted me now. So I'm like, ah! um, I really love performing, like we said, on the penthouse stage. Mm-hmm. I really love performing on the teaser stage in Winnipeg, which is very similar to the penthouse one. It's got, like, a little kind of, like, bulb in the back, and it's got the back pole and the long runway mm. runway, and then the front pole. I really like that. I think there's something really classy <laughs> about that that looks just aesthetically really pleasing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think those are, like, kind of, like, my more favorited clubs with, like, stages because I'm very stages yeah.
2: <laughs> um, and where is somewhere that you probably wouldn't want to
0: work again are we in it right now <laughs> oh, no, no,
1: no, no. I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking.
2: <sighs> not to bu- not burning any bridges
1: yeah what well are some breaks. of your
2: least favorite stages to perform on perhaps?
1: Grand run, Grand run. <laughs>
0: do you like this stage?
1: Yeah, I like this stage. I just find it it's, it's a little bit, it's small, and it's a little, a little bit slippery. Mm-hmm. So when, for example, I haven't been on the stage for a year, so the first time I went on the stage for my first couple shows, I'm like, mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm very high up looking yes. down at people. Yeah. <sighs> All right, so we're moving on to listener questions. Yes,
0: okay, we have quite a few listener questions, so I've narrowed it down. First one, how are your titties so spectacular? Oh,
1: Jesus! (laughs) Oh, my God. Why? Thank you. Um, Actually, I'm very boob self-conscious. Boob conscious, if you will. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My original boobs were very (laughs) asymmetrical, and they were actually... So different that my surgery was partially covered by MSP.
0: Oh wow. Oh so wow.
1: I had a first surgery and it was a lot of like reconstruction mm-hmm. and rebuilding of like the chest to even them out and make them pretty much the same. Doctor fucked up had a second surgery that was liposuction and fat grafting mm. That lasted, but they looked very natural and they're mm-hmm. just kind of they settled. so I got them done again in Mexico and I just literally told them I was like I want 90s porn star boobs but classy yeah and I was like I want them so I can like yeah <laughs> yeah
2: we'll, we'll, uh,
0: we'll get that part of the video
1: <laughs>
0: that's awesome and then another one about plastic surgery because people always ask so it was nice to have someone else getting asked these questions for yeah. I mean they do constantly hound me
2: so it's nice to <laughs> yeah <wait. laughs>
0: Um, okay, you've done a serious glow-up. You were always gorgeous, so truly no offense. What have you had done? I want to do everything you've done. <laughs> well,
1: um, um, my thank you. That's really, that's really sweet, whoever said that. Um, so I've gotten my boobs done. This is hopefully the last time. Um, and then in all honesty, other than that, I had that little minor liposuction. Um, but recently, the, most of it was just getting my teeth fixed. Because at the time, like, my teeth were super crooked which isn't bad um i just personally wanted to get them fixed for my own reasons and i found once i got them straightened and i got veneers on my front teeth that made a huge difference mm-hmm. It put everything kind of together and then other than that i just get botox and filler mm-hmm. i get filler in my cheeks i get filler in my lips and then i get both I, i'm like freeze my face yeah, <laughs> yeah one move i and my um Dr. Out in Winnipeg, he's been doing exotic dancers for 30 years. Oh, nice. Um, so I just I just tell him, I'm like, give me the look. And he's like, oh, you want the celebrity look? Yeah. And then I was like, I want my face so frozen that when a guy tells me something stupid, he can't see my reaction. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a like pretty good baseline. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, next lesson question here. Have you or would you ever date a customer or a client? I think we know who's asking.
1: <laughs> um, so, I wouldn't, would it be considered a customer if he watched you on stage but you didn't officially meet at the bar?
0: Like you had known him before and he came mm-hmm.
1: in? No. I. So, the last time I worked here, I went on stage and there was this guy who I thought was very attractive. And sometimes I perv on people while I'm on stage and Obviously. I'll just be like, and he was the one. And at the end of my stage show, he took me 20 bucks. And I ran upstairs. I grabbed a magnet. And I was going to run back down and be like, oh my God, let's go for a dance. And he had disappeared. No. And I was like, oh. And then one day I saw him walking down the street. And I looked like Hobo Joe with my dog. And I was like, oh man, why do I see the hot guys? You know, when I look so terrible. Fast forward to January, I had gotten someone to handwrite me an essay on how they weren't going to waste my time. Okay,
0: Okay, amazing. (laughs) So so I posted
1: posted it on... I just posted on Twitter. I was like, I've never actually gotten someone to actually rate this. I'm like, what do I do? And then someone messages me on Twitter. And they were like, can I send you one? Then I get a 1,400-word essay email from this motherfucker. And he's like, oh, yeah, so it was a year ago. I came into the five with so-and-so. And you were wearing this outfit, and you came out to this song. I'm like, I know who this yeah. is instantly. And I'm like, what the fuck? We dated for a couple months. Um, we, we dated for a couple months. But I'm like, is that a customer? Is it not? Like... I, I feel like that's a gray area. Yeah. For me, if I physically had met you in the bar, gone for dances with you... There's most likely no chance Mm -hmm. that I would date you. If you were a friend of mine and you came in and gave me money and went for dances, then totally. Yeah. That actually makes you more attractive. Yeah. (laughs) Have I hooked up with people I've worked with? Oh, 100%. (laughs) Would I ever do that again? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs>
0: um next a listener question here I'm really wanting to become a featured dancer and I've been working really hard but I've encountered a lot of mean girls in the industry any suggestions for how to handle mean girls
1: Jesus I mean I'm not gonna lie I've been accused of being a mean girl <laughs> It all, I guess it all depends who you ask um but for me because I've experienced my own mean girls especially in competing in Canada specifically it's it's hard, and I overthink a lot of things, and I know a lot of times it may seem like I come off confident or whatever, but that's just for me a deflection. I just tell everyone to keep your head down, focus on yourself, and focus on your shows and your career, because guess what, they're not building your shows, they're not building your path, they're not paying your paychecks. They're not the ones in your head that's creating the show. So, I'm dealing with my own mean girl issue right now. And I have to go to Winnipeg. And that's all I keep telling myself is, you're going to work with these people, but all you got to do is keep your head down. It's not the first time I'm going to perform in front of people that don't like me. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be the last. Mm -hmm. This industry isn't always nice. It is difficult. But... And in all honesty, keeping your head down and keeping to yourself is gonna get you <laughs> a lot more flack too, because then mm-hmm. people think you're stuck up, stuck up, or conceited or whatever. And you're just like, man, I don't want the drama. I don't want issues. So yeah, just know to yourself, deep down inside, what you want to do, and keep going in that direction,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: don't let anyone stop you.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then from like the other side, someone accusing you of being a mean girl. Mm-hmm. Um, can you give some light on that so this person can understand? Maybe like, if that makes sense. Like she's seeing this person as a mean girl. Maybe like speaking. So as so for me,
1: I feel like the times where I do get called a mean girl is just because I'm very open. I I'm, I wouldn't say like harsh, but I don't sugarcoat things. So it's like you know it'll be times where I feel like in Winnipeg specifically. There's a lot of new girls, a lot of them are 18, they don't know the rules, they don't know the standards, so they'll sit in your front row and they'll distract customers mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And I'm that type of person, I'm like, mm-mm, yeah. I'm like if you're not contributing, you're distracting and please leave. Yeah. But then it turns around, it's like, oh, Sierra doesn't like me, she's mean to me, she doesn't want me sitting in her front row. And I'm like, but... You know, yeah, you know yeah. that kind of... Th- so it's just usually it's stuff like that. It's just kind of like, if you've done something wrong, I'm not going to pussyfoot around it. I'm going to be like, hey, you can't do that. Yeah. And don't do that. But then girls take that as very mean. Or I've given constructive criticism. Some people don't take constructive criticism well. I used to be like that. <laughs> and it's still it's still honestly hard. Yeah. Um, that's another thing with, with featuring and, and competing. You have to be able to take the constructive criticism. And you have to understand that it's not you judging is subjective it's going to feel personal mm-hmm. a lot of times and it's gonna hurt when i did not make it to finals in the miss nude manitoba last year i cried and i cried and i cried and i was like i'm never gonna compete again I'm <laughs> not. you know and and i knew i was going to vegas I was like, no, I'm gonna do this competition. Mm. I still geek out before every. I'm like, I'm not gonna do this. <laughs> My last one, uh, the exotic dancer invitationals, I pulled first, and I was like, fuck, because no one really wants to pull first. I go on stage, I face plant. Oh no. My little pixel pull, don't fucking you know work. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. I uh, did not make it to finals. I thankfully won a mini title, so I didn't leave empty-handed, but I cried all of Thursday. I cried, and and people who have been in the industry for a long time were like, you know what? If there's one thing I can say, you needed to do X, Y, and Z, and as much as I wanted to fight back, yeah. it's like, you have to, you're right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'll mm-hmm. keep that in the back of my mind, yeah. you know, because it's all about progressing yourself you can't really go into it being like I know everything and I'm the greatest at everything you have to always give yourself room to grow yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think also too like I,
0: I'm like that too I'm very blunt like mm-hmm. if I see someone doing something wrong I'll be like you fucked up do it better <laughs> like, <this is> how, <laughs> yeah. but like for me it's like if I even take the time to like constructively criticize you it's because I see that you have the potential mm-hmm. if I think you're a total fucking mess and there's no hope for you I wouldn't even waste my energy yeah it's interesting, exactly. but I know that's like a certain type of person's like that and other people will be like you know, Danica's like harsh or Danica hates me. And I'm like, if I hated you I wouldn't even waste time talking to you. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like, it, yeah And that's the thing,
1: it's like if I hated you or if I was like trying to be mean about this, it's I wouldn't have taken the time to even Yeah you engage know, with okay. it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, hundred
2: percent. And the last listener question before we move on to our rapid fire questions. What are your
1: must haves when you're traveling for work? What's in your bag? Oh fuck. My must haves um my skincare. My 18 million step skincare <laughs> routine. Um, also, my 18 million step uh, hair care routine. I always need to have my Dyson. Oh, yes. Um, and then for me, I always, for dancing, I always need my fire props. Because you never know when you're gonna wanna light the bar on fire or someone on fire. <laughs> you never know who's gonna. <laughs> the customers pissing you off today.
2: Um, <laughs> Remember this, this podcast for entertainment purposes only? We, we do not light we don't don't actually, on fire.
1: actually I mean, I light myself on fire. I'll <laughs> let other people light me on fire. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of it is just like my costumes so I have two different like styles of costumes. I'll have like m- what I consider my jammers which are costumes w- where I would wear here and like the penthouse so they're, they're just like nice little outfits, no themes, you know clip on bra, panties, you know skirt or whatever um, and then I'll always have my feature stuff um, but then yeah a good ch- <laughs> a good chunk of my one bag is usually like my skincare, my hair care, my silk pillow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My little bonnet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My French press.
0: Oh, good call. Yeah. Um, do they still do jamming in Winnipeg? Yeah. Oh, interesting.
1: What is yeah. jamming?
0: It's where you run around each club. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Like a, like an actual circuit?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like yeah. you so get
0: off stage, you run.
1: Yeah, like so basically day, yeah. there's a bunch of like different day bars. A lot of them have closed, you know, since COVID, But you would start at noon, and you would do a show at, like, a lunch with a Marion, and then you'll go to teasers, and then you'll go to another club, and then you'll have, like, maybe an hour or two off, and then you'll do, like, two or three dinner shows, and you get, like, ten minutes off,
0: and then you go (laughs) do,
1: like, eight to two, and you have to do floor work. Like you have to be there from
2: eight to two. Oh, okay, okay. So floor work you mean like like VIP? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah.
1: You you still do stage and stuff, but you have to be in the bar at eight p.m. and you can't leave until two a.m. Right. I thought you meant like you have to do floor work. Like you have to get down on the (laughs) ground.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're not slithering around like (laughs) like a slug.
0: That's hilarious. That's crazy. I've always kind of wanted to try jamming, but I went out to Winnipeg when was this 2018 maybe to uh, work and I paid an overpriced flight to get there. I paid for an overpriced hotel and I went to bed that night cause I was going to work in the next day. Mm-hmm. And my landlord called me like, I think your place is flooding. You need to come back. And I was like, so I literally got oh. on a flight that night, oh. went back. I was so mad. I lost so much money. Oh, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm never. they does not want me. I'm not going back here.
1: Maybe I will one day, but uh. it's fun. I always, I always tell girls to like at least try it once. Mm-hmm. The, the agency is always wanting new girls. They yeah. Always want fresh faces, and it's like, in all honesty, that's where I got because, like I said, there's not many feature bookings mm-hmm. in Alberta or BC. But Winnipeg does have a feature spot. Well, I guess not Winnipeg. It's Thunder Bay. But that's where I ended up getting my first feature spot was in in Thunder Bay because I worked out there and because I worked hard on progressing my show and because, you know, the agent would come in and he'd sit there and look what I can do. (laughs) 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 Okay, so we have our rapid fire
0: questions. So, we ask all of our guests these ones. The first one is, what is one thing on your sexual bucket list that you haven't done yet but want to try?
1: Oh, fuck. I'm really adventurous. Because I'm like, oh, (laughs) Uh. Honestly, don't judge me, people. Don't yuck my yum. I (laughs) (laughs) I honestly am a huge fan of CNC but I've never had anyone mm-hmm. want to go that route and explore it with me. So I think that's, like, the one thing that I haven't done that I'm, like...
0: Yeah, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> CBT? Like no, C- ball no, CNC. Uh, consensual non-consensual. Oh, yeah. like CNC. Yeah. I was like, ah, there's a lot of men that let you fuck up <laughs> <on their> balls. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I mean, yes, I will fuck up some balls. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next one. What is one thing you've tried sexually that you probably wouldn't do again?
1: Uh, Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh God. I'm a, freak, I'm a freak, so I'm like, what would I not do again? Talking um, up with a girl. Really yeah mm-hmm. like I, I like girls like playing with them like making out and stuff like that but like actually like trying to scissor with a girl <laughs> or something I was like this I'm like I, nope no yeah. maybe I'm not bisexual <laughs> <laughs> fair enough fair enough
0: and the last one here if you had the world's attention for 30 seconds what would you say
1: Save the turtles <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are you drinking straws it's the- <laughs>
1: like <laughs> <laughs> right actually
0: twirls the strawder actually so, uh Sierra, where can people find you?
1: Um, they can find me on Instagram at Sierra Hempseed. Uh, I have an OnlyFans. I use it occasionally, but that's SierraExotics.com. And then I think my Twitter is the same thing at Sierra Exotics. My other one got deleted
0: because social media hates me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Relatable. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And as always, you can find us on Instagram at 50 plus a tip pod, or email at 50 plus a tip at gmail.com. Slide into the DMs and email with questions and comments. We love getting them. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Again, thank you so much for joining us, Sierra. Thank a you. very enlightening about the world of competition. Yes.
1: <laughs> Have a wonderful week and happy whoring. Bye. Goodbye. I just want to say thank you guys for having me on the show. It's truly been a pleasure and an honor. And I just wanted to announce that I have been nominated for International Showgirl of the Year and MissExoticDancer.com as I was MissExoticDancer.com Miss July. Um, So you can head to the edawards.com and cast your vote there for myself or any of the other amazing entertainers. Um, Thank you so much again for having me. I hope you all enjoyed. And don't forget, save the turtles. Love ya.
0: 50 plus a tip is brought to you by x9 x9 is a local vancouver swimwear and exotic wear company that was started out for a love of creativity art and experimentation founder emily and her long-term friend hale opened the x9 showroom and design studio in 2018 located in the heart of east vancouver they create fun and unique pieces for sex workers dancers performers and the queer community to express their confidence and sexuality find them on instagram at x9 bikini Shout out to our sponsor, Levian Lash,
2: for bringing our lashes to life. Whatever your poison simple, classic, wispy, dramatic, colored, or even bottom lashes, Liz is truly a master at them all. You can find her on Instagram at Lavian Lash, that's L A V I E E N L A S H, and let her know 50 plus a tip sent you, and you'll get $20 off your first visit.